evening, everybody. Welcome to A Late Night with 72 The Architect, a.k.a. Jason B. And we're going to get started for tonight. Um, I haven't been on the air in quite some time here on Wisdom. And I want to say uh, hello to everybody who's going to listen to this in the recordings. So let's first, let's do a little bit of mic check. I, for some reason, I don't see my voice moving on the meter. So hold on just a second here while we make a little bit of adjustments. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get right to it in just here in a second. So, all right. All right, now the mic is moving. Definitely the mic, or it was moving. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with, uh, <laughs> with wisdom, but that's okay. We're going to figure it out. And hopefully it is recording. So if uh, somebody's in the audience and they can give me a clap if they can hear me real quickly here. So let's see if they are. All right. Well, I'm just going to go with it. Anyhow, I'm recording this on my um, on my roadcaster, so I'm uh, double recording. Anyway, so this question, don't shy away, or the statement really, don't shy away from the hard work. What does that actually mean? Um, for me, it's taken on a whole brand new leaf of life. And what I will say is that for a long time, I, I didn't really enjoy hard work. And I would act like I'm doing hard work. And so many things would come into my mindset. So many things would definitely, you know, I'd want to seek the easy, easy way of doing things. And since I've been adding a new regiment onto my therapy, doing my shadow work, doing all this, um, these difficult things, I really began to understand what was left on the shelf, what's caused me a lot of problems, what, you know, gave me a lot of headaches, why my relationships failed, um, even times my own kids rejecting me, just not really getting what I wanted out of life. And the more that I thought about it, the more that I began to enjoy about it. And when I think about a lot of this stuff, right? When I think about a lot of what's taken place, oh, now my voice is moving. I take the mic off for some reason. It doesn't work in Bluetooth. Anyways, the more that I did work, um, so to speak, the more I would just want to quit things. And then, then I would get into a position of going from quitting to I have to do it. I have to go back at it. I remember in college, I took statistics like three times and to avoid getting a bad grade, I actually did something where I would quit halfway term. If I knew I was getting a bad grade and there's no sense in trying it, I'd start over. And for three consecutive times, three consecutive semesters, it was the one mathematics class that that I had to pass to go on to the next level. And I kind of stayed at the junior college level for quite some time. And when I understood what was taking place, I began to understand what part of what my problem is. And my ego definitely argued, I would say, against it. And I would make excuses. I would posture to people, my family, my friends, even the people I dated. Yeah, I'm going to make it some big day. And what I began to understand was it was much, much more at stake than I realized. And so there's a lot of books that I've read, partially, all, some all the way. And 
I've got, I dove deep into self-help. I dove deep in trying to solve my problems, but I was avoiding the initial issues of my problems. And one day I was listening to David Goggins and I was listening to his first book, um, Can't Hurt Me. I thought this guy was just so full of himself and had so many emotional issues that he was just angry at the world. But then when I followed up on his, his book, um, Unfinished, listening to Unfinished really, um, and I'm, st I'm about 19 minutes of fin almost completely done and listening to it. The more that I understood him the second round of listening to his book, it gave a different kind of texture and it made me think about, well, what am I shying away from when it comes to hard work? What is on the other side of hard work? Is it the accolades? Is it the praise? And I found root causes. And so the more that I started diving deep into my own work, the difficult issues with honesty, transparency, um, clarity, all these things that I know I needed to do and I just shied away. And, you know, here I am at 50 years old and now facing this, what maybe other people would face in their 20s or maybe their teens or I don't, I don't really know, but I know what I'm facing now is is enriching. What I'm facing now is going to do me a justice, so to speak. And when I understand what justice really means for myself, it's leveling out and getting rid of all the excuses and just looking at the obstacle, the objective. Say like even applying to college, law school, applying to these things and, and it's like a process, like part, you just don't want to go through, like, just give me the goods of what I need to know to do the thing that I want to do. Right. And it would make no sense to me. It's like, you spent all these freaking years in general education, so to speak. And for what? And there were a lot of my classes that I did not take anything away, any experience that I like, I can remember geology. I remember I had this instructor, Miss Frost, and she was a nice lady. But every time she tested, I, I failed a lot. And I would study so hard. And she would always give these trickery exams, right? The like the minutest detail in things, the smallest detail of question. And it's just like, dude, you're teaching a general ed geology club course and this is my justification this is my ego and i'd be like you fail me on these little 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 semantical things but not the general picture not the overall picture do i know how divergent you know masses of of earth move and what is a con convergent versus a divergent and the stuff that you, you know that's really important to know how how tectonic plates move and see, even now I can remember that stuff, but see, it would be the underlying thing of under the main issue that I get tested and I would get wrong. And I remember the last time I took her class and I finally passed it just like statistics. It was the last try and I skimmed by, but when I got done with it, I did feel some sense of reward, but I felt like I was taxed. Like, what did I leave with 
emotionally, intelligence-wise. I studied a bunch of stuff that I may or may not ever use. And it wasn't fun to learn. And so I grew with this stigma about hard work. There has to be, has to be an easier way of doing things, a more direct way to getting what I want without having to pay the mundane price. But see, that's where the gems really were. That's where, if you really think about it, that what you, what you learn, you're machining through the, the, the optics of how you learn and how you receive difficulty, how we actually, like imagine putting yourself right back at five years old, entering into kindergarten, and you've only had your parents to trust on and teach you, but then you go to an organized teacher and your emotions are like, what am I gonna do? How are the strangers gonna tell me stuff? What's gonna go on? And at first it starts out very subtle and very, like my, my kindergarten teachers were kind, but as you get to later on in the college level, it's like, you just wanna get through it and you're not training to be the expert or have an expertise, a profession. And for me, it took me a long time to really pick my college major. It wasn't until last year. I mean, and it was, it was difficult because I didn't want to, I wanted to take finance, but I was like, that would add another year and a half. I thought about taking political science, but I was like, is this really appropriate? But then philosophy landed in my lap because of an ex-girlfriend. And she's like, you philosophize a lot. And looking back at that decision, it turned me on. I learned, I never knew who Seneca was. I never knew who Plato was or, or Epictetus, Marcus. I didn't know any of these guys. And so I took two summer school classes. One, I took logic and introduction of philosophy. And, and I loved it. And when I loved it, even the hard work, the essay writings, it, it, it didn't seem like it was hard work because I was interested, generally interested. So what was the difference when I was taking courses that, that I wasn't interested in? Because my mind wanted to wander. And I, I guess I could blame it. Back then, I didn't know I had Asperger's. It's a form of, of autism. And... I, I, for a lot of years, I went misunderstanding the learning process. But the more that when I dove into philosophy, the more that I, I became a professional student of life. Reading books was no longer a task. I mean, up until my first year of college, I only read about five actual books cover to cover in my life. I mean, not including the kitty books, but but that's a serious implication. And I, and I think back now today, like kids don't read the classics. And I go back and read, and I can tell you my favorite book that got me past, you know, the first two chapters. And it was uh, Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. And I fell in love with the story. I could feel what was going on in the story. And new feelings, new sensations. I wasn't just reading like, okay, um, Blah, 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 blah. You know, I made the story come alive by reading it out loud. 
I'm making my imagination go. And then slowly but surely, reading took off for me. And by the time I got to philosophy, when I really started understanding Stoicism, it was more about understanding myself. And I, I found those epiphany moments like, well, this is just something, a part of the process I've got to go through. I don't like it. I want a better way, but I don't have to work with what I have. And for a long time, I didn't want to do that hard work. I did not want to write formative essays with citations, like really extreme APA or MLA citations, like exact. The whole f writing a term paper, 15 pages, 25 pages max, about logic, uh, ethics, human emotions, problems, you know, like I felt like I was in a psychology movement. And I was like, am I in the wrong course of study, the discipline? But the more that I found interest and intrigue, the difficulty disappeared. Yes, it was taxing. It, it took time to write page by page to make sure that it all flows to one grand conclusion that's summed up into three sentences. And that was my first like impression of what it would feel like when you feel the reward of hard work, like mentally. And I understood then, and now I even understand way more at 50, that there's no shying away from the hard work. Being a parent is hard work. Being a father, being a businessman, operating in a new world where we're redesigning how we integrate with ourselves, see each other. But one thing remains, the human condition. They can write all the easy things, they can create AIs and programs and devices to do all these things for us. But what is it all worth if you can't do even a hard task? And I, and I see people talking themselves out of doing hard work, making excuses, making mental conditions up, self-diagnosing things that did not and do not make sense to me. Like my doctor said I had anxiety. He also prescribed that I had PTSD. And I didn't even know what these things meant. And they baffled me. They bothered me. I'm like, am I crazy? Am I something wrong with me? Like, what is all the shit? And then compound it with, you know, dealing with my poor health, my diabetes. And it's like confusion, feeling loneliness and not being understood, not being welcomed. But the more that I sat down with myself and after I listened to a couple of books that talked about difficulty, intimate difficulty, understanding what you're doing now, not finding out who you are, but understanding what you're doing now. And I feel it's very important that when we understand what's at hand, difficulty is only a symptom that you're on the right track. Now, there are some things that are 
impossible. There are some difficulties that it's like, why even bother? But at the same time, my conclusion is, you'll know. Listen to your own internal systems, your gut, your head, your spirit. And make sure that you're not just easily talking yourself out of it. And you'll know when you are. You can't deny when you are. And it's, you can especially catch it when you're explaining it to other people. Because when someone says to you, well, why didn't you complete school? Well, you know, I had kids and I had this and that and it just wasn't in the cards. These are the excuses that people give. But if you're really interested, like to me, honestly, I, I would feel that that my introspective is I have no one to blame but myself and I chose not to continue. End of story. It's not that I'm trying to escape it. I owned in the sum and I didn't need to explain. But I felt that kind of shame. But at the same time, I found confidence. And when the more that I find confidence in, in difficulties, the stronger I become, the friends that I have change, the colleagues, the subjects that I work with, what I'm willing to accept for pay when I do my work, where I take value in politics, news, whatever. Emotional content was Bruce Lee's greatest asset that he would talk about. You know, figure out the mind and that body will follow. And sometimes vice versa. Sometimes the mind will follow the body's needs. Hunger, rest, fulfillment, all that stuff, right? So when we look at what is that we have that's so precious in life, it is the, the growing perspective, your growing maturity. It doesn't always stay the same. And I know it sounds like I'm kind of going all over the place a little bit. That's my own insecurity speaking up. But, but as I create this off the top of my mindset, I begin to let myself have peace and understanding. And so I'm not going to be easily phased by objections. I'm not going to be swayed by strong persuasions. Matter of fact, I got into a discussion about a, a very touchy top topic and it was talking about race theory. And I was discussing it with people that culturally did not understand what where I've come from, where both sets of my cultures, being Irish and Mexican, came from. And their, and their position was, well, my culture suffered the greatest amongst all cultures in the world. And I'm like, that's pretty arrogant for you to say that. But what do you know of other cultures? The genocides, what do you understand? And their arrogance caused me to rise my emotion out of arrogance. And then I catch myself and I'm like, wait a second. What is the common goal that we're getting here? It's not a pissing contest who went through worse shit. People could be bad to each other. And it's when we are just looking to escape the 
difficulty of feeling, feeling difficult, feeling like I don't know, or I'm getting objections, or getting stress. A lot of us talk about negating stress. A lot of us do want to get out of stress at any cost. And the only way to me of getting through stress, no matter what it is, is the way that you handle it as and respond to it as it's happening now and post the situation. And when I look at this and I appreciate what's at hand, stress is not the problem. Matter of fact, I don't have problems. I have obstacles. When I read Obstacles the Way by Ryan Holiday, one of my favorite writers, he would talk that, you know, the obstacle becomes the way. Marcus Aurelius declared it, Seneca, Epictetus, they all said it. All the Stoics mention it. You know, the obstacle is the magic trick. It unravels your understanding and truth and your value and whatever you're, you're working on. So the real sum of this talk is, is to get people to see how you declare difficulty and how you shy away from it and to understand what you're doing when you do it and for how long. It's very important that we get it better now than ever, never, or ever. Like, I really do feel like in American society, a lot of us are being dumbed down from people knowing how to cook, clean, take care of themselves. There's an app for almost every single thing, a walk in life that you do. But so what do you do when you have, when you don't have the tech to support it? What happens when you're out, your, your position is outsourced because it doesn't need the per human touch? which is happening what then and so understanding difficulty instead of panic and loading up stress is how you create a new pathway which a machine cannot quantify because human beings just change it up all the time you know and, it, and it's a beauty and when I see all this I begin to fall in love with part of the process again. And even the shrouds that I've been hiding behind, they're not so dark anymore. I walk in clarity. I walk in a little bit more peace and love in myself. Because the emptiness, the shrouds, the, the provocations that I don't feel strong in, fade away and so does my attention to the people that I guess you could say waste your time you know how many people say that every day they waste of my time it's not a waste there may be interruptions but they're designed to be there whether you like it or not and that's really hard for a lot of people to understand like think about that what that means so anyhow, well, it's just about midnight. I wanted to come on and talk 
I didn't really want anyone to come up, and I'm kind of glad that no one did. But I hope that you've gotten some reward. And if you hear this, if you hear this talk recorded, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Because recordings are important. It's an introspective recording. And my exploration of my own issues means a lot. And I hope you all have a great night. Thank you.